Attention James Garner fans and collectors of film and TV memorabilia. Bonham's Auction House will auction select personal items from James Garner for two weeks beginning Monday, June 15th and continuing through Monday, June 29th. Proceeds from all sales from this auction will support the James Garner Animal Rescue Fund. Among the items available between now and June 29th is a golf club presented to Jim by President Bill Clinton. Additional items will be listed soon. See the link to the Bottoms website in the post accompanying this podcast for updates and more information. Hi, this is Eileen Graff, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Greg Erbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, is a two-time Grammy-nominated and multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. He is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis, of Mouse Tracks, the story of Walt Disney Records. You can enjoy Greg's animation spin column every Tuesday at Cartoon research.com for more information about greg go to gregairbar.com greg what do you have for us tonight got classic hollywood kids the little rascals slash our gang they are kids that if you are at least uh i would say 30 or over you know exactly who they are if you know the work of eddie murphy you probably know who Buckwheat is. Even In fact, he just recently appeared on SNL, and there were those wondering who, uh, not wondering who, but wondering if he did that, if people would know, and it didn't really matter. It was still funny. But they are very much part of Americana and filmmaking history and uh, important in a great many ways, but also very entertaining. And they are all available on two different sets uh, DVDs. Um, one is from our friends at Warner Archive and the other from Genius Entertainment. The first one is called The Little Rascals Collection, and that is a large set that folds out, and that's because there were quite a few done. There's a few silence. A lot of the silence aren't, uh, aren't easy to find, but The Little Rascals goes back to the silent days. The, the story goes that Hal Roach, who had the the utopian comedy studio that was apparently this little paradise for creative comedians to just come up with these wonderful gags and ideas and like Laurel and Hardy and and, then they would pair up or whatever and just do these brilliant things, Harold Lloyd. And it started in silent days and he, Hal Roach was looking out his window and saw some kids playing with a plywood or something and arguing about it. And then they moved on to something else. And he says, that's what kids do. They play with something insignificant, they get into a tiff or whatever, and then they move on to something else and forget it. He said, that's the kind of thing people want to see is just kids being kids. No, you know, not performers, but just doing what they want to do. And if they did perform, it was going to be done the way kids do it. So he just found kids and they went through cycles. Leonard Malton uh, co-wrote a book about uh, called our gang called uh, and it went through every single one of the films and they evolved because the kids would grow up and they'd have to replace them and uh, roach did the best he could to help them as they aged and do it but it was difficult for some to transition out because there was just no more work for some of them 
They even had an Our Gang cafe where they would have breakfast and stuff. And in those days, Hollywood wasn't filled with people and crazy fans and stuff. So you could stop by and sometimes the kids would be there and just having breakfast or lunch and you could sit down and hang out and stuff. They would just be there, which is just beyond belief. But the certain ones became very popular. And when the sound came in, it was difficult at first to adjust because the directors could speak out loud uh, when you couldn't hear them. And the kids could say things and talk, but you couldn't hear them either. But then with sound, the director couldn't tell them what to do on camera anymore. And they had to remember what to say, what little they had to say. So it was a little bit different. One of their uh, script coordinators was Ellen Corby. Uh-huh. She was really, yeah. Um, there's a photograph in the book of a very young Ellen Corby on the set. And certain stars started to emerge. So they would work with the ones who were sort of standing out. One of them was Jackie Cooper. And he had, uh, he had done well. Now, Farina was a superstar at one time. He was extremely huge. Jackie Cooper is in some of the most funny and touching stories uh, with, with uh, Miss Crabtree. And there, there are wonderful moments, you know, where they're afraid they're going to lose their teacher and they come up with a scheme to keep her. And the things they do aren't outrageously wild. They're just little pranks. And, and then she sits down with him and she talks to him and she drives him to school and she doesn't know it's the new teacher. And then there's Darla, who is the one who all the kids want to get to know. And she's kind of affected, but in a funny way. And then there's a girl like Marianne, who is who is not all like Darla. She's just a regular girl type. She's just like the girl you'd know uh, who was just a, a regular kid. There's so many of them that come in and out. When Spanky came along, he was about two years old. And he was introduced in a film that was just the first half of it was just him with a little hammer trying to kill flies. The first half of that. Big bug. That was his yeah, line. That was yeah. his line. That was his line. Big bug. That big bug. And yeah. he was he, he just lit up the screen from the minute he was on and he became a staple pretty much forever from, from that point on. And when they put on these shows, you know, they'd have the signs with things spelled wrong and they charge, you know, two cents and it was a depression and it was kids trying to get money to buy something or help a little old lady. As a matter of fact, there was one episode, Fly My Kite, uh, one film where a little old lady was being kicked out of her house and she couldn't find the deed and it turned out that they had accidentally made a, the, the kite with the deed and they had to find the kite. And ironically, perhaps by chance, that's part of the plot of Mary Poppins Returns. Oops, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. But you watch that and watch the other, it's kind of like, hey. But there are some commentaries on this uh, set as well by... Uh, Little Rascals and our gang experts. They're called by both names because they were just designated and it almost came through the press. They would be Hal Roach's Little Rascals in an our gang comedy. So they always were confused one way or the other. When they got syndicated by King World, then they were the Little Rascals. And then when MGM took over, they were designated our gang. But the two names were confused almost from the beginning. Uh, King World, by the way, 
pretty much sustained itself on these comedies for many, many years on television until Oprah came along and then they became an empire. But it started with the little rascals on TV. Those are extremely entertaining and there's some real standouts there. When Alfalfa came along, he kind of took things to the next level because Alfalfa was very brash, very precocious, and he was a terrible singer and they went to extremes to show you that. And so when Alfalfa got very proud of himself, there would be a prank to show him up. Like he would eat soap and then bubbles would come out when he was reciting, you know, the charge of the light brigade or something. There is a particularly outstanding one called the Follies of 1938, where Alfalfa, if you've seen the Laurel and Hardy Babes in Toyland, there is a he wants to stop crooning and he wants to become an opera star. So he goes to find an agent, and the agent is played by Henry Brandon, who's a character actor who played Barnaby in the Laurel and Hardy Babes in Toyland. And he was only about 21, 22. So you see him as a young man in the first sequence. But then Alfalfa has a dream because he snubs Spanky uh, and uh, says he doesn't want to be in the show anymore. And he dreams that he is down on his luck and no one wants him anymore. And Spanky runs this snazzy nightclub where they eat ice cream sundaes. And uh, Barnaby, he, yeah, he is, is now the evil manager and is forcing him to walk the streets and sing. So that's a fascinating film. That's probably the most lavish of the Hal Roaches. But shorts were starting to be eclipsed by feature films. And the our gangs weren't getting as many bookings. So they cut the, those to one reel. They're about 10 minutes or so. And they tried to make a feature film, which was called General Spanky. And it's not really very good, but I mean, that's just my opinion because it was like, why would you do a period picture when you have the little rascals and doesn't have many of the, many of the kids in it. It has Spanky and it has Buckwheat and, you know, a couple of the other kids here and there, but they should have made a feature film out of them. But instead they did this antebellum drama and where the kids sort of defeat the, uh, the soldiers at the end with their kid in their kid ways. And it's, it's embarrassingly dated um, because of PC you know, it's not going to make people comfortable, but it is available on Warner Archive um, if you want to see it, because it's definitely historical. It's the only the only our gang feature that was ever made. And that was the writing on the wall. They couldn't sustain them. So uh, Hal Roach sold the rights to MGM, which were actually they were they were distributing them anyway. But MGM completely took them over. What had changed, though, was people were assigned to them who were kind of indifferent to them. It was kind of, it was as if a big company bought intellectual property and assigned it to people who didn't create it. And, you know, it was like just a job to them and it was just a stepping stone to bigger things. So they just were doing it, but their heart wasn't in it. And they didn't really get what it was that made it appeal to people. And I won't, you know, it's almost like certain things that happen today. It's like, they just don't get, they just don't get it. It's just their job to like make it work. And, and it showed, it showed the MGM ones are, I like watching them, 
because when I was a kid, that's what Skipper Chuck showed on the Popeye Playhouse. He showed the MGM ones. They're very slick. They're much more polished than the old ones. Spanky is older, so he's sort of a straight leader of the group. There's more musical numbers. There are musical numbers I remember as a kid. They're very nostalgic. Uh, Robert Blake is Mickey in them. That's one of the things that got him his start. He's a, he's a little over the top in his acting. Um, Froggy is introduced. He has this strange voice. I don't quite understand why he talks that way, but he does. And it's they're you know they're just not the same. But there's something about them that I find charming because they are very much the uh, the ones I, I remember, and uh, they're definitely part of the of the canon. So they, I mean, at least the MGM canon, they have some value to them and they're all available from Warner Archive. You can see them all. You can see the transformation from one to another. And it's a part of the Depression, a part of the wartime, because once they hit World War II, they start telling everybody buying bonds and being uh, good uh, home front things, doing all the things you're supposed to do when you're on the home front to support the war effort and things like that. So they reflect what America was doing at the time, either not having money and scraping along, trying to save a little doggy from the pound, doing things kids do, or now helping America get through a war. It truly does reflect the times just as things do now. So, and there's controversies about the stereotyping, but it's also integrated. There was nothing else at the time in growing up, you know, wherever you lived. And some of us lived in, in areas where there wasn't as much uh, diversity. This has got diversity in it. There were kids of all colors. It didn't mean anything. They were just friends. There was never any question about it at all. There was never any question watching that in any home where that was a problem. Whereas there's a Cheerios commercial with a, a man and a woman of two different colors, and that causes a big sensation. Meanwhile, the little rascals in our gang were running for years and years, and it never caused a sensation. So there's something to be said for that, that that existed for a long time and uh, still does on these DVDs. So if you haven't seen them in a while, watch them again and enjoy them. And if you never saw them, it's something to see. It's, a, it's part of history. It's, it's part of who we are, where, where, how far we've come, and who we, what we came from. The Little Rascals collection, available on DVD through Warner Brothers Archive, the Argang collection, available on DVD through Genius Entertainment. We'll take a quick time out, and then we'll continue our DVD report with Greg here on TV Confidential. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. 
Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series uh, set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a little a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have. Many have happened to me. Many have happened to friends of mine. It's not if you're looking for... Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes. Called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. <laughs> That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, a heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call, and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-264-3168. That's 800-264-3168. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. The hilarious site-splitting new DVD available through Kino Lorber. Thanks for powering our stream. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.